0: All right, all right. Well, we're back. We're back. I'm Jonathan White.
1: Howard Asbury, yeah. yeah, yeah. Talk, of the, Talk town. of the town. First, uh, first full episode. Yeah. We're gonna be doing today. Uh, super excited. Already got a bunch of response from just our intro. Mm-hmm. Mainly family members. Mainly but family. Ain't, but that's ain't nothing. Right. Ain't nothing wrong with
0: that. Ain't nothing wrong. With as long me. as
1: you got your family to support, you you're, uh, you're good to go. Mm hmm. Um. I guess we'll start out with just a. Quick little shout out, yeah, for the the people that texted us and told us that they shared it on their platforms of social media. Uh, I have a younger brother, Jeffrey Asbury. He uh, he shared it on his social media and then texted me and told me about it and said that he is actually really looking forward to hearing our first real really? episode of nice. what we uh, what we're planning to do here.
0: And I got a cousin, uh, Daniel Malone. Um, mm-hmm. We. Actually, she didn't reach out to me. I saw it on Instagram. I obviously follow her on Instagram, and yep. it was her story. She just put it on her story. Hey, check out Talk of the Town. So that was wow. kind of cool. So
1: that's kind of cool. We're already getting yeah. uh, we're already getting noticed. Not by not by well, who knows? We might be getting noticed by the public. We don't know it yet, but yeah, we'll see. I think it's it, 20 listeners as as we know. Right as of now. this more than 23? 23. 23. Okay. Yeah. Well, 23 is a lot better than zero. So. <laughs> this is true. You know, we we're starting small. Um, y'all can't see it, and hopefully, we'll start a YouTube channel where we can do podcasts and you guys be able to see us talk. But uh, I mean, we started in the second bedroom of our of my new home mm-hmm. with lawn chairs and a tote. And since since last time, we've upgraded to a couch. Mm-hmm. So and a coffee table and a coffee table, which so, is it's nice, but. Uh, I'm sure most of you here are are sound qualities probably not the, as you, as best as uh, other mm-hmm. sound podcasts, but
0: we do have a new mic. We got a thirty dollar yep. mic from Amazon, so yeah. that's awesome. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're starting from the bottom, but we're we're <laughs> gonna be going up. Yeah, but uh, so um, we're gonna go ahead and dive in and and talk about our our week for a little bit, um, just so you guys can kind of get to know us. Uh, we previously mentioned. In the last podcast that uh Jonathan and I both work at the Beaverhead County Sheriff's Office here in Dillon. Mm-hmm. We um, work in we work in the jail specifically. we work in the yeah we're detention officers yeah. um so I'll let Jonathan explained this, but there's some change up that might be happening yeah so we're not we're not gonna go into
0: anybody's names or anything like that, so we don't wanna you know that's whatever mm-hmm. but um. Our, uh, we had an opening uh, in a deputy's position, and our jail commander uh, just went up. So he's the guy that's in charge of the jail, obviously. And he went up to become a deputy, so congrats to him. Yeah, um, he's a he's a great guy. A good dude. That's yeah. a good, good thing for him. I know he's been trying to do it for a while. Mm-hmm. So that puts in an opening for a jail commander uh, in the jail. So we uh, got a text yesterday about you know if you're interested in it,
1: put in your letter of interest, and we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Uh, clearly i've only been there for like two two months maybe so obviously i'm not i'm not putting in for it um kind of like he said though with the jail commander wanting to be upstairs or we we call it the upstairs going upstairs yeah that's what uh, we for you know city the jail's or, in the basement of yeah. the sheriff's office <laughs> so we call it going upstairs to the city or uh sheriff's department and i've got my application with with the city mm-hmm. for you know police officer and stuff and so haven't heard anything yet. I don't really plan to for a while. I guess Labor Day weekend's coming up and it's a pretty big weekend down here. Oh it is. So um they said they're probably gonna hold off, but it makes uh, sense. We'll see. And then uh yeah, you, you put in for Joe Commander, so I did. I did. And if that's the case then I'll get a pay raise and I'll be the only one and <laughs> no okay I, yeah, I, I won't get any special treatment no no
0: no if i i mean if I get it then you know its it is what it is, and if I don't, it is what it is I and mean, yeah it's it's all up in mm-hmm. you know, I put in my letter of interest, and if it happens it happens if it doesn't, you know you can't really yeah you know
1: yep but uh another in, in other words uh for for the other part of the week uh Megan and I my wife megan um Finish painting the house. I was showing you on your way yeah, in looks here. good. looks really painting good. Painting the outside of the house, that took for forever to do.
0: I mean, um, that wasn't too bad, right? I mean, what, two weeks maybe? Yeah, a week and a half?
1: Yeah, about a week and a half of, yeah. of work there. Um, yeah, just a lot of space to cover. And then the, the mm-hmm. trim, obviously, is really yeah difficult. Well, you difficult. got that
0: because your house has like almost like side shingles mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And you have to get up under there. And yeah, that a was a,
1: so the, the, the sprayer helped out a lot. Oh, I bet. Um, with getting that, and so if you're ever painting a house, get yourself a nice sprayer because works out pretty good. Works right? not sponsored, not so sponsored by <laughs> paint sprayers. <laughs> we could though, if we really wanted to, <laughs> start our first sponsor by paint sprayers, paint, paint sprayers, <laughs> paint sprayers. Sponsored, I don't know, but uh yeah. So I had a I had a pretty good week. I don't know about you. I, yeah, good week. I mean, just working. Yeah, it was busy at work this week.
0: It was. We had your first uh, two arrests again. Two, no, yep. no, names no names or anything,
1: like that. But two arrests at the same time. Yeah, that was fun. Um, I had a bond person. That was a tricky one. Somebody that came got arrested, came in, and then immediately bonded out. Yeah, it happens. And it, it, happens was, it was it was a tricky it was a tricky situation though. Just the way it, what it happened, but mm-hmm. it all worked out. Yeah, so. that,
0: that kind of happens a little bit. I mean, most people... I mean, everybody's entitled to bond, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's, yeah. that is what it it's is. It's just part of our
1: job. Yeah, and
0: sometimes people come in and they just lay the bond right out. away. They yeah. the bond and they're out. I think one of my first times um, ever having a cash bond, this guy come in and paid like two grand in cash. Oh, and right. I'm just sitting there with... Two grand. Like I have no idea what to do with this. Like it was, I've just started working a couple of months, you know. And yeah. I'm just taking it, taking it run. it, Take it No, but yeah. I mean, it's it happens.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is for me. It's kind of uh, it's a little bit nerve wracking. Uh, I'm sure you got a phone call that night that happened, and then I called you know our jail commander a couple of times. I called some other coworkers because I was just like, man, I, I don't really know what to do with this. Yeah. situation. So I mean, it is nice though working in such a small uh I wouldn't say we'll look, business, but we'll look with a, the, group, a small, small group. team. Yeah. We're a really small team. There's only six of us. And it's just it's really nice because how well we're bonded together. That mm-hmm. I can I can almost call anyone at any time of the night mm-hmm. and somebody's gonna answer. Yeah, or to. call at least call back within yeah. five minutes and be like, Hey what's up? What can I help you with? Yeah. We're all so,
0: it's a good thing, I mean we've got a good group too. Everybody's really yeah. knowledgeable. Yeah in the workings of the jail so yeah you could call anyone and that's you know that's awesome yeah no it's
1: it's an awesome i i this is honestly my favorite job i've had in my short life of 22 years (laughs) it's a good job but it's it's fun there's never even in the dull moments there's no dull moments as weird as that may sound it's like there's always something that needs to be done or something that's happening so oh yeah. yeah. yeah yeah it's a good time but uh well should we dive into uh I think it's time, the I scripture? Think we're ready. yeah. I mean, what do we got this week, Howard? So uh we're doing Philippians four thirteen. Okay. Um a lot of you may already be quoting it right now as you're listening, just by me saying the title of oh, it. Yeah. Uh I can do all things for Christ who strengthens me. Mm-hmm. Right. Um clearly what that means is uh, you know, I can go out there and get a F one fifty or a new Chevy Super because Christ strengthens me, so I'll just go do that. Yeah, I mean, or I can,
0: I can, you know, if I put it on the side of my helmet or yeah,
1: you put it on the side of your helmet, or we can go win a football should, game. Should I put it on my basketball shoes when I go play basketball next time? Yeah, you, yeah, you win just, the game, yeah, yeah. So that's,
0: that's you know, don't get me wrong. Um, that goes into it. I mean, that's kind of the reason why we want to go in, into this scripture, mm-hmm. but it's at the same point as. I don't want to make anyone feel discouraged, Yeah, No. if that makes sense, because in the essence of it, yes, you can do all things through mm-hmm. Christ who strengthens me. And when you go into the context of it, it actually makes more sense as to the way most people think about it, right? Yeah. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because... And then we'll go into That's that. Y and Z. Yeah, we'll yeah. go... And that's—I don't want to be discouraging, but say, "Oh, you guys, what you—you you, you can't do anything through Christ who strengthens me." No, because yeah, you know. So we'll go into the Bible, mm-hmm. and what we're going to do is—is is we're just going to read. We're going to read the the couple of chapter or a couple of verses before, and then a couple of verses. Well, not maybe not a couple of verses after, but we'll g- at yeah, least get to the verse.
1: Yeah. So. We're gonna. For those of you who want to follow along and stuff, we're uh, we're just mainly gonna read Philippians four, uh, verse ten through thirteen. Um, like he said, though, we're probably not gonna read after because after he, you, you can read it for yourself. Um, it doesn't really explain. It doesn't really support what he was actually saying at the at the very beginning. Um, yeah. But everything ten through thirteen has all the great. Um, I don't know, fruit that you need, yeah. I guess, to really... And it goes into I mean, it. It goes into it. So okay. I'll, I'll let Jonathan read it here, yeah. and we'll deep, deep into it. Uh, so
0: Philippians 4.10, How I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. I know you have always been concerned for me, but you didn't have the chance to help me. Now that I was ever in need, or not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing, or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. For I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And that's you know that's the context there. And a little backstory story on on what's going on. I mean, as most people know, most of Paul's writings, if not all of Paul's writings, are letters to either people. Or to uh, individual churches, right? Yeah. Yep. So the context here is Paul is reaching out to the church of Philippians, of Philippians, yep. and and telling them, hey, you know, I know you were wanting to help. I know you couldn't at certain times, but you have. And but I've I've cracked the code. Essentially, yeah. Paul is yeah. saying I've cracked the code of living of a, fu- a fulfilling life. I've cracked the code of of not worrying because I know what it is to be full, I know what it is to be fed, I know what it is to be, you know, all of these things, and it's because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The context here is simple. So, what what version did you read that? This is uh, my Bible. Is the New Living Translation? All right,
1: I'm gonna read the NIV version. Okay. Um, it's, it's a common it, version. Yeah, it has a little bit differently, but it, it sounds pretty much the same. Just a little bit wording. So it goes I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I'm in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation whether well fed or hungry whether living in plenty or in want I can do all this through him who gives me strength Exactly so I mean to me that sounds like you know he's he's found the the key to living a fulfilled life um but I almost want to say it sounds more like I can endure endure mm-hmm. all things through Christ um because that's i mean he's talking hardships there mm-hmm. you know well fed or hungry yeah i mean he's talking hardships and and
0: plentiful yeah. plenty plentiful yeah, exactly. ships, i guess being right.
1: content with what he has yeah and being happy when he doesn't have it you know exactly and it's and that's true because there's been times in in my life and i'm sure there's been times in your life when um like, for example, like, you don't think the bills are going to be paid by the end of the month, but somehow... Something happens. Something happens. Uh, you get a pay boost at work, um, or you somehow sell something just like that as soon as you post it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's stuff that just comes along, and it's like, wow, I can really do things all, you know, through Christ. Yeah. And it's 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 the act of doing it through Him, you yes, know? Yes, exactly. Um and it kind of relates to like what we were talking about the other day like you can do like uh i don't remember the exact scripture but doing all things through christ so like our job and stuff doing it through christ mm-hmm. um your relationship with your wife doing that through christ um it's, yeah it's, I mean,
0: it's a life it's a lifestyle i mean that's it, a, it is a big thing that people want to bring up is oh you know christianity is just a religion like everything else and I mean, I wouldn't say some religions aren't necessarily like a lifestyle, but Christianity is a lifestyle. You have to walk as Christ did. Mm-hmm. And in that, there's there's that sense of knowing everything's going to be okay, even when it's not okay. Yeah. Because because we can do all things through Christ. Yeah, restricted. because
1: we're human. Exactly. We, we can't do everything. Mm-hmm. As much as anyone would like to think that they're the reason why they make all the money and stuff, it's... You know, I... I look back. I like to look back in my life and go, wow, if it weren't for God, I wouldn't be in this spot where I'm at in my life right now. Exactly.
0: You know? And I think a big thing about that, too, is, is you say, as a good a good comment, I, if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't be where I am. And that's not always the good things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. No. Because you go through trials and tribulations, and, and God does not give us anything that we can't handle, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're going through trials and tribulations, that's when you need to lean more on christ not just in the good times because a lot of people want to say you know we lean to christ in the in the best of times and that's you know that's what makes us grow and yeah. strengthens us and this is exactly what the opposite of paul is saying it
1: strengthens me i can do all things through christ who strengthens me mm-hmm. we also need to remember too it's it kind of flip-flops you know the other way too um like not only calling god's name in hard times mm-hmm. you know you need to thank him i you all know, thank the time. him all the time for you know the if you're living in a house or wherever you're at you know oh yeah thank you god for for what i have instead of just well shoot man like i'm i'm in a really dark place right now so i guess i'll pray to god but then as soon as i get back on my yeah. feet i'm I'm good. Then now hey, I'll, I'll get to them when I can. Yeah, you know?
0: a, I mean, that's a, a lot. Of, that's a struggle that a lot yeah. of people go through because, yeah. you know, it's it's hard to lose sight of of things like that mm-hmm. when when things are good, yeah, right? Exactly. You know, it's it's just one of those things. You you want to lean on God when things are bad, and then you think, oh, now that things are good, God has fixed it, and you lose sight of of you know thanking God and praising mm-hmm. God and. You know, give him the glory to him. Yeah. And it's.
1: But I really I really do like in the verse uh, where it says he, he's content mm-hmm. with, you know, being well-fed or hungry. He's content. Mm-hmm. And that kind of makes me think, you know, like at the beginning, you, you know, you're putting in for this job promotion. Mm-hmm. Is what it's called, obviously. Yeah. Jail commander. Um, but you're going to, you know, I mean, I would hope that you're content whether you get it or not. Yeah. And I can say the same thing about me. I haven't I'm not putting in for it, but at the same time I've got to be content with whoever gets the position, whether it's exactly. you or somebody else. And I just gotta be thankful, you know? Yeah. And and that's one of the big things I, I see nowadays a lot is people that are not content. Um and you've probably seen it and I've seen it a couple of times of people that will that will just quit mm-hmm. if somebody gets put in a spot that they didn't want there. Exactly. And it kind of, to me, it confuses me because, I mean, just the way my brain works is if somebody gets put in that spot and I don't like them, then you know what? They earn that spot for some whatever reason. And if they don't, then they're not going to be in that spot for long. Yeah. You know? And then secondly, as long as it's not affecting my paycheck or affecting the way that I live my life, my home life, Mm -hmm. then why should I... Why should I throw a hissy fit exactly. about it, you know? I mean I'm not gonna say that I haven't struggled with that in the past.
0: I mean that's a big thing because you know, one of the one of the one of the things of being human is is we we are human, right? So mm-hmm. I struggle with with that in a sense of sometimes I feel like I might be the most qualified person and then somebody else gets the job. But it's hard to realize, you know, regardless of the situation, God has a plan, right? Yeah. So if it doesn't happen then, it's because it's because God didn't want it to happen. Yep, right. It's it goes back to my entire work experience before working at the jail. A uh, little backstory on both of us, me and Howard, as we both worked at the Montana Youth Challenge Academy at different times. We didn't know each other. Mm-hmm. I started back in 2018, worked from 2018 to 2021 before I got the job at the jail. And things like this happened to me while I was working at the Youth Challenge. I had a, a opportunity to move up, well, essentially not move up, but to stay in the position I was at. And they do it a little different over there. Some of the positions you get, and then um, you have to interview essentially every six months when we do a new cycle of cadets. Yeah. And um, I thought I had it in the bag, and I thought everything was going to be fine, and then we did interviews and i didn't get the position so my position was not renewed essentially and then i did lose lose faith and i got angry and that was when i applied for the the sheriff's office the first time i applied for dispatch and i didn't get the job so at that point it was like almost kind of like forced contentment because mm-hmm. i was like okay well i'm not getting that job over there there's no openings at the jail I'm gonna stay at the youth challenge. So I put in for another, a different position, uh, a little higher than the one that I had before, and I got it. And that just shows you, you know, once you once you become content with your life and once you and not with your sin, right? That's not what we're saying. Like don't get content with your sin, but once yeah. you get content with what God has done for you and God what God will do for you, that's when, you know, you'll have a more fulfilling life. You have to, you know, patience is a virtue, right? Mm-hmm. Like good things happen to those that wait. Yep. And sometimes it's it's a sometimes you have to take a step back and be like, "Okay. What do you want me to do? What do you need me to do?" And that's essentially how this podcast started. I I had to take a step back from from what I was doing in that moment and I just and you know, I just stopped and I asked God what he wanted me to do. And we've talked about that before, but, you know, you got to essentially be content with knowing that you're not in control, right? I think that's the biggest, one of the biggest things about humans is everyone wants to be in control of their own lives, Mm -hmm. right? It's your life. Yeah. We see a lot with um, a lot of the movements that are happening right now. Uh, especially the uh, pro, pro-life, pro-life versus pro-choice. Essentially, people want to be in charge of their own bodies when, as Christians, we're not, right? Yep. As a Christian, our bodies are supposed to be living sacrifices to God. We're supposed to be a holy temple. The outwardness and the way we live and our actions are supposed to reflect God, mm-hmm. right? So you can't be like that. And reflect Jesus Christ,
1: yeah,, right. yep, no, I definitely agree with with all that, yeah, um yeah, I mean d I mean, I could go on about you know how uh you know I'm applying for the city and stuff, and we had a conversation about that the other night, you know, I've applied to almost seven different law enforcement agencies, oh, yeah. now, um, I've gotten both my corrections. I got corrections in Alaska first try, and I got Beaverhead County Mm -hmm. Detention Center first try. So, I mean, clearly God wants me in the jail or in corrections right now. Um, I've always felt a strong calling, though, towards being out on the streets patrolling and stuff. But clearly, that's not where I'm supposed to be right now, and I need to be content with it. And, uh, I mean, that's what I had to do because, I mean, you know, I was... When I worked at the U Challenge, um, it got very tiring, and I got very bored of it, and it got very monotonous. And I mm-hmm. was like, "Man, I'm I'm so ready to just leave this place." Like, I mean, I was trying to help the kids, and it just felt like they were always fighting back, and you know, the staff wasn't on the same page, and all that. I mean, I could, I don't want to, try, I don't want to trash talk them, but I was, I was getting burnout pretty much essentially, yeah. and I was, I was ready for a change, and I was like, "Man, you know what? I'm like." Uh, B-Rack County Sheriff's Detention Center is hiring right now, and uh, originally they were hiring, but it was going to be temporary spot, and then they switched it to full-time spot. Well,
0: do you know the whole story?
1: About what? Oh, well, how you got hired.
0: I don't remember the guy's name, because he only worked there for a week, but we hired someone else. Yeah, yeah. We hired someone else, and, and I'm not trying to bash this guy or anything, and sometimes it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. He worked, and he, he gave it a week, he worked for a week, he... He found it not suitable for him. I don't know the ins and outs of it. I didn't actually get to work with him. But and then eventually here come here comes Howard. And I believe that everything happens for a reason. And that that led to to our conversation that led to this podcast. Mm -hmm. So I can't think of another reason why you got put in
1: the jail. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, it was honestly it was the timing of everything was just so perfect yeah. because um so with with the U Challenge we you know, I, us both being cadre, we're there to help kids uh grow and to become better versions of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um and so I became lead CI, so I was second platoon's lead CI, so that means I was in charge of that platoon specifically and what went on and doing room inspections is just taking care mm-hmm. of them. You know this of course, I'm just um, but anyway, so I was lead CI and we had two weeks to go, or when I applied, we had four weeks to go. Yeah. When I interviewed, we had about two and a half more weeks before graduation mm-hmm. and I was already their second lead CI of the cycle. Yeah. So, and, and that's pretty bad on the U challenge part. Usually they want somebody that's there from the beginning all the way through the end to graduation. Oh yeah. Of course. Um, but it just happened, something came up, the position opened, I applied, I got it. Uh but whenever I applied for the detention spot, we had, like I said, two and a half weeks, and it just worked out perfectly when I did my interview, uh the Joe Commander, I, I told him I was like, Hey, I'm like I'd really like to graduate this class. I'm like I I know it sounds kind of silly that I'm applying for a job that I really, really want, but I also want to stay at the job right now mm-hmm. for another, you know, two and a half weeks um and then it worked out perfectly where you guys didn't need anyone for that two and a half weeks so I could finish out the cycle mm-hmm. graduate them and then 2 days later after they graduated was my first day at the jail yeah and it just since then i mean it's it's kicked off and it's yeah i look at it yeah, and i'm like wow that was obviously god's timing through mm-hmm. you know me leaving the academy and coming over to the jail and it's just been Nothing but pretty much flawless. Yeah,
0: it's been you know. good
1: since then. Yeah, it's been really good. Yeah. I mean, i um,
0: thinking back on it. I remember I was having really bad struggles with the youth challenge, and nothing personally against anyone that works there right now or anything like that. But my mind, my own personal like struggles. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I I didn't have enough time for my family. I don't have enough time. You know, I was spending, as a lead CI, and you can contest to this for, you know, being it for a cycle, as a lead CI, you you were in charge of the entire platoon of, you know, 30 to 40 cadets. Yeah. And I was spending more time at work with the cadets than I was my own family. I have, mm-hmm. now I have two kids. At the time, I had my, my oldest daughter and my wife, and I was spending more time at work with the cadets than I was here at my home with with my own family. Yeah. And that's a big struggle, especially as a father and a husband.
1: Well yeah, I mean a lot a lot of the thing though is uh, people don't realize that being a cadre there, um, it does take a lot, and that's, there's a reason why the turnover rate for cadre there is so high mm-hmm. is because it does take a you got like about 45 preteens or middle teenagers, mm-hmm. you know 16 through 18 that are there, and you're not only a mentor to some of them but you're also their leader um you're a nurse sometimes yeah, if you have you to be a, i mean a father a father, a father figure. figure i mean everything and it's it's mentally exhausting mm-hmm. after doing it for a while and i only did a cycle you did it for two years i did i only did a cycle and i got mentally exhausted i was ready to go back to jail <laughs> you know yeah and working down there yeah um
0: but talking about you know god's plan i mean it's it, it was almost perfect i mean i struggled with it i had my my anger about me not getting some positions and this and that mm-hmm. and this and that and i just remember we were so during at the end of a cycle at the youth challenge there's there's two cycles a year right two cycles mm-hmm. so in between you have a little bit of a break so there's that that like three weeks three weeks to four weeks of time off that that throughout the cycle you build up time towards that so you don't have to take Mm -hmm. vacation or anything like that which was really cool it's a really cool aspect of of the youth (coughs) challenge but i just remember we went me and the wife and my oldest daughter went to alabama where i'm originally from and we spent time with my family and i just didn't think about it i just i mean i was home i was spending time with my family i didn't i didn't you know i was content in that moment Mm -hmm. and then we got back to montana I don't remember what day it was or anything like that, but we got back at night. um, And I remember the next morning I woke up and one of my good friends, Shelby Westfall, who who worked at the youth challenge for many, many years and then left and went to the jail. He was kind of my inside guy at the jail, kind of telling me when there was openings and like, hey, you got to come over here. We have a great retirement plan and, and all of this stuff. And then I just remember getting a phone call from him that next morning. And he said, hey, you need to put your application in at the jail right now. And I'm like, well, I'm in, I'm in Lincoln with my wife's parents. Cause they, they own a motel up in Lincoln, Montana. And they picked us up at the airport. And I'm like, as soon as I get back to Dylan, I'm, I'll put it in. And he's like, all right. And we had a conversation about it. And, and so I get back and I put my, my application in and I don't know, four or five days later, I get um, an interview. I do the interview. It was like a Thursday or something like that. And then the jail commander calls me that next Monday and offers me the job. Mm-hmm. And it's I think it's in that moment to where where I was content in my situation, right? Yeah. Like I knew God had a plan for me and I just stepped back and I took a look at it and I said, Okay, whatever happens is gonna happen. Yep. And then it happens. And yeah. it's,
1: I mean Yeah. And my my story's kind of not as similar as yours. I didn't have an inside guy. Mm-hmm. I just I knew I wanted to do law enforcement when I moved down to Montana, so I just immediately when we moved here, I was like, sweet, they have a sheriff's office, they have a city of police, they have a detention center. It's like, boom, they got it all. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I'm, you know, talking about being content and stuff and patience is a virtue. Um, When I did my interview, you know, the jail commander said, hey, I'll I'll give you a call uh, in two days. And so I was like, sweet. So I figured (laughs) I'd surprise my wife, Megan. And we go to Bozeman for a night or two Mm -hmm. and do some shopping and just kind of, you know, I distract myself so I wouldn't be thinking about getting a phone call. Well, then it sucked because I was literally in the changing room of Target trying on some pants. And Joe Commander called. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, oh, sweet. Here's a phone call. Like, he's calling me early. Yeah. And he called me and said, hey, um, Sheriff is uh, out with COVID or something. He's sick Mm -hmm. for the next Couple days, so I won't I won't be able to call you till next Tuesday. Oh goodness! And that was on a Thursday. Oh no! So I had to wait the whole weekend. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was difficult, like sitting at home, just like thinking, like he knows if I got the job or not. Like he's already submitted it and stuff. He's already picked. He's already picked his candidate. And so I just kept thinking. I was like, you know what? I'm like, if it's meant to be, it'll be. It'll be. If not, I get a three week vacation coming up here soon. Yeah. You know, I'll take that and I'll just enjoy. Enjoy life for the three weeks, but yeah, yeah, it ended up working out, and I got it, and yeah. so it was, it was really good and stuff. But it's nerve wracking, of course. It um, is. I had a
0: very similar. <laughs> I don't know if I've told you about this, but I had a very similar um, exchange, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I was still working at the Youth Challenge, and this was between the. I think it might have been the dispatch job I, when I applied for the dispatch job. Yeah, and we um, you know the lead dispatcher. Mm-hmm. um, He. He was in charge of the interview, just yep. like the jail commander is for the detention center. And I remember I was at Youth Challenge and I'm at work and I'm sitting there and I get a call from the sheriff's office. I get a call from them. And I'm at work and I'm like, oh, oh, this is the call. You know, they're going to yeah. offer me the job. And I answer, I'm like, hello. And they're like, hey, is this Jonathan White? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm kind of excited, you know. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, your vehicle is uh, parked illegally behind the <laughs> bank. Um, we're going to tow it. And I'm like, what? I'm like, my vehicle's out front. You know, you've challenged well, yeah. What is going on? And well, come to find out, I had sold a vehicle a couple of weeks before. Oh, uh, yep. And the person just hadn't had a chance to change the registration and stuff like that. And they had broken down, essentially. Mm-hmm. And they were behind this bank or whatever. And so they wanted to get it towed. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I never... After that, I never heard anything about the job position. But it's like, you know, if people say you know, if people think God doesn't have a sense of humor, then they're wrong. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. And then that's it goes back to, you know, putting us in situations and and that we can't handle, right? Like mm-hmm. God's not gonna put us through anything we can't handle and it's all I'm not gonna say God tempts us, but God does what's the word? Um test. Tests or, us, yeah, right? Tests us, yeah. And he puts us... I mean it does happen. There are things in our everyday lives that that god puts in front of us or even satan i mean you Mm -hmm. look back at the story of job right satan went to god and said hey can i do this this and this and god's like okay you can do this but just don't you know just don't kill him and it goes on and on and on right yeah and that's similar like you know satan tempts us god tests us right and none of that is going to be anything we can't go
1: through Mm -hmm. because Philippians 4:13 I yeah. can do all things to Christ who strengthens me. Yeah, because he Paul was content with what he had during the hard times and the good times. So, 100% Yeah. Um so now we're going to I think we touched on this last week um about the theory mm-hmm. questions. Yeah, that we had um I kind of wanted to do this. This was kind of my idea. Uh so, a, a little bit more background on me. I worked at uh, Department of Corrections in Alaska. I worked at a prison up there, um, out at Goose Creek. And uh, 1,500 inmates. So, it was a huge compound. Uh, there's like 10 mods and 128 per mod and stuff. So, mm-hmm. it, was, it was really, really big. And there's only one CO to each mod. Um, and so, be, like down here, you know, we have. at our max is what twenty five inmates I something think around Some, there, yeah. something around there um so we're not that big, and we have our own office. we have cameras in every cell, so we're able to you know go out to the office, pull out our phones, text our you know wives or whatever, and check in and hey, how you doing and stuff, or you know small stuff like that, yeah, um, and the Alaska prison though. I was not allowed to bring my phone in. We didn't have any computers. Whole, the whole complex, the right? The whole complex, yeah. yeah. No computers uh, that had Wi-Fi except for in like the offices um, that were not in the mod. So mm-hmm. in the mod, you were in the mod 12 hours a day. Um, no phones, no Wi-Fi, no internet, nothing. Wow. It was just you and 128 inmates. Mm-hmm. And so on night shift, I would sit there a lot staring at the wall sometimes oh, just waiting for you know my 6 hours to go by trying to find time so i had a lot of lot of time to think you know 12 hours is a lot of time to just sit there and stare at a wall and think and so i started coming up with like these you know these thoughts um and kind of questioning religion in a way yeah um and just i don't know trying to trying to think of of deeper more meaningful things. Mm-hmm. Um so this week's question what we're going to kind of discuss and I don't I think we already talked about it. there's really nothing in the bible that really backs us up or anything. We're not trying to I'm not I'm not trying to come up with questions to pull passages cuz that's kind of the whole thing we're doing here. Yeah. Is we're not trying to pull passages and back up what we uh what we're hypothesizing here. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But uh so, I've already brought this up to you. I don't think you really answered that much. But, uh, my, so one of the questions I, I was thinking of on One Night Shift was, if time were not relevant to man, mm-hmm. so if we had no concept of time, mm-hmm. do you think we would better understand God, and do you think we'd live a more fulfilling life? And the reason I was thinking about this was because my first train of thought was, God's been around forever. He is the beginning and the, the end. end yeah. And that just, as a human... Blows as, your mind. A, a small human, yeah, it blows my mind. Yeah. I'm like, how the heck can something exist...
0: Before existence, existence right?
1: Before existence. That's the biggest always, thing. Yeah. And always be existing. Mm-hmm. You know, because like when you think about... You know, you think about anything. You think about cars, uh, phones, or tablets, or whatever. There was the first one that was made, mm-hmm. Right? Uh, like the light bulb and stuff, the first one was made, and that was your timestamp, right? Yeah. Of, it was created here. Yeah. And now we're here, and this is how far it's come along. Yeah. But God, there's God no, is, time, stamp, there's no time stamp on God. God didn't just, you know, God wasn't made, yeah. and then was like, all right, he God was made. Here's the first time stamp, right? Zero A.D. or whatever, yeah. B.C. or whatever, yeah. you know. And now we're created, and you know, it's just. So yeah, that 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 leads yeah. into my question: If there was not a concept of time, do you think we'd be able to better understand?
0: Yeah, and see. Okay, I know you said you don't want to back up what your what your opinion is or whatever yeah. on and Bible verses, but I think there's a huge Bible verse, many actually two Bible verses that kind of back up my train of thought here, mm-hmm. and. The first one is genesis Genesis yeah. chapter one, right in and, the beginning, God created the and we go to uh genesis chapter 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 one verse four, and God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness, and God called the light day and the darkness night, and evening passed, and morning came marking the first day, yep, right, and that is
1: yeah, so that's. And so you're saying that God created
0: God created the concept of time. Concept right? of time, exactly. And I think it's it's different what you're trying to say, and I understand like the constraints of time to the pact of like, oh I have twenty four hours in a day mm-hmm. and this and that and whatever, I don't have enough time for I do believe that. Like if humankind, if we didn't have that um outlook on time, we would be closer to God, but God created time. He created yeah. the darkness separated and that's a that's a big milestone. That's mm-hmm. and you're talking you big thing you're talking about time stamps. Yeah. That's the very first time stamp ever. Yep. God separated the light and the dark and called it the first day. Yeah. That's boom, time I stamp. I mean, he
1: probably didn't like say, okay, now it's going to be 24 hours exactly. But I mean, us I as humans came up with that because I yeah. mean, you go up to, you know, up to the north slope or or you know, the northern ring of hemisphere. the hemisphere yeah. and the sun never sets up there exactly right so you can't i mean if you're gonna base it off of daylight and mm-hmm. stuff and say well the sun's gonna be up for 12 hours and it's gonna be dark for 12 hours exactly yeah you know, there wasn't there you can't do that yeah know? but
0: yeah. and it also goes into god creating the concept of the week too, right? know, mm-hmm. I mean, oh, God. Six days He created the earth, and then on the seventh day He rested. He rested, right? Yep. And I don't think the concept is isn't like, oh, we should be too focused on the time. The concept is we need to focus on our day and our week according to God's plan, right? Mm-hmm. So the first day we work, the second day we work, the third day we work, fourth, fifth, sixth day we work. Yeah, we're doing His work. And then on the 7th day we rest and that goes into the concept of the Sabbath and it goes into that, you know what I mean? Yep. You know, and what do we do on that 7th day? Yeah. What do we rest? Do we go to church? Do we have to, you know, think about worship leaders and think about pastors? They work yeah. on the Sabbath, right? Yep. They might not see it as work because it's ministry, but essentially you're working, right? Mm-hmm. And it's that concept of like the the relevance of time is what is what makes us not Closer to God, I think. It's, it's, you know, Albert Einstein, you know. Yeah. Time is irrelevant because it is, right? Yeah. The concept of 24 hours and we got, oh, we got 60 seconds in a minute. We got 60 minutes in an hour, blah, 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 blah. Why are we focusing on that too much, right? Mm-hmm. The sun rises, the sun sets. That's one day. Yeah. We, we worship, we work, and we move on with our lives. I think the concept of time and relevance to us as human beings... Needs to be different. I think that if we did have a different outlook on it, yes, we would be closer to God. Mm-hmm. Because you know, in every minute of every day, every second, every every millisecond, every nanosecond, yeah, what is God doing? Right, yeah. he's thinking of us. Yep. Right, and that's I think that kind of connects it. Is like if we're gonna have that concept of time of like, oh, there's sixty seconds. Like, use that for Him. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because He's thinking about us all the time. Yeah. And we can't, you know, sometimes we can't take five minutes out of our day to to stop and pray or stop and do this. And it's like, well, God's doing it all the time. Why can't we do it for five minutes for Him? Well,
1: one thing that comes to mind is something my my dad actually, um, one of the things I kind of agreed with was he asked me a question while I was younger. He asked, you know, if you had, you had, um, I don't know, let's say... 200, and or I, I don't I don't really know the math, but you have $24, okay, right? And every hour that you don't do something or you don't find something to use that money for, it just gets burned. It just goes away. It just goes away. So you start the day out every day with $24, but then every hour that passes and you don't do something with that, it, it burns. There you go. You know, and that kind of makes it, because to, to us nowadays... Money is extremely important to us, you know, for bills and so. So, of course, when you're thinking about it in that concept, you're like, oh, my word, that's, you know, that's $24. I want that $24. So I'm going to use it for, for what? Mm-hmm. But then you don't use it, you know. It's going it's it's, it's to go, go away. And it's going to go away. And, and, but you can, look, you can compare that to God is giving us this life. We want this life. Mm-hmm. He wants us to want the life, Right. And every time we don't do something, that's just a day that gets burned, you know? It's just every time we don't go out there and and spread his love or, you know, or do something through him or for him, it's just another day that gets burned. It just goes away. And that's the thing with time, too, you know? We're never going to get this moment back. Mm -hmm. This moment right here that we're having. It's never going to happen again. Never going to happen again. You know, we'll have moments like it. There's going to be days like this, but you have to make each and every day count. Yeah. You know? And And I think
0: I've struggled. Like We've talked about it many times. I've struggled with time. That's a big thing. I had, and not to get too personal or anything, but I had a a couple, when my second daughter was born back in May, um, I struggled. I had time off from work. I had two weeks off from work. And once it started getting closer to me going back to work, I almost had, I would essentially say like a mental breakdown. I'm like, I don't have time for Mm -hmm. anything i don't have time with my children i don't have time and it's all stemmed from oh i gotta go back to work and it's this whole like construct of like someone's gotta do it right Mm -hmm. and it's like well yeah that's that's the whole point It's like someone's gotta do it if i didn't work we wouldn't have any money yeah and i'm not saying my wife isn't gonna work i'm not saying that my wife can't work i'm not gonna (laughs) yeah we're not gonna go into that but it's like at this moment in time i am the sole provider for my family Mm -hmm. and it's It's hard, it's hard yeah. because I have a six year old I have a two month old and it's like my oldest daughter is getting to the point to where she wants to spend time with me, and mm-hmm. I can't when I'm at work. I mean obviously I got to go to work, and then depending on what shift I'm working, I work you know either six to four in the six o'clock in the morning to four o'clock in the afternoon or two o'clock in the afternoon to midnight to midnight, yeah, and especially those like if I wake up early enough. But she's going to school. She's mm-hmm. got summer camp right now. Yep. Like, what do I do? Do I wake her up in the middle of the night when I come home from
1: work to yeah. spend time with her? Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's definitely interesting to, to think about that. And, uh, you know, like, it kind of loops all around back to what we were talking about in the beginning, being content mm-hmm. with the time that we get exactly you know and it's like you know what like i mean i've i've been having to do it since we've moved into our new house. is first off this is the biggest house we've ever lived in (laughs) so we're completely underestimating you know the size of the projects that we're doing and stuff like honestly when i saw the paint and stuff i was like oh my god sweet i'll paint the house in like a day it'll be easy peasy peasy." you know because i'm not used to painting a full house like this and then it ended up taking me almost about like four days to actually do the whole thing mm-hmm. i'm like holy crap like that took a lot longer than i expected um and it's frustrating whenever you have this list like i'm sure you do it when you have your three days off you're like sweet i'm gonna get this this and this done and boom boom, boom and then you don't get everything done mm-hmm. well and you just got to be content with mm-hmm. you know what i was able to at least get this done and i know i tried my hardest and i i Mm-hmm. I did what I could do and you just got to be content and be like, you know what? Next time I get an opportunity, then I'll do this and then yeah. I'll do this, you know? It's like and
0: So I think that we have two different outlooks on that because I I actually don't. I don't do that. Yeah. I I I have my 3 days off and I've gotten to the point now where it might be a little counterproductive, but it's like I know I might have something that I have to do, like one big thing, like mm-hmm. this this week, um, I knew I needed to cut the grass, right? Yeah, Obviously, you know, I cut the grass every week. So I have that in my mind, like, oh, I gotta cut the grass, I can do it, I have Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday off, I can do it Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, whatever. When I get it done, I get it done. And it's taken me a while to get to this point to where, because, because of the time management, you know, a, a conundrum that I've had, I've I've taken a step back and realized like I don't have a lot of time, and when I do get time now in my life, I want to try to spend as much time as I can spending time with my wife, spending time with my kids. Yeah. And not always. Not well, I mean, always do I do that, but it's like I don't sit and just make a list like oh I got to get this this yeah. and this done. If I have to get something done, I'm sure my wife's going to tell me right. Mm-hmm. So,
1: well, I mean, I'm sure it's a little bit different too uh, in the time and place for a girl and my outlook might change i mean like i've been saying this whole time we've moved into a new house mm-hmm. so there's a lot of things a lot of stuff and on top of that i don't have kids exactly so megan and i mainly are able to just you're able to take that step back we are to take that step back and kind of make a list for ourselves mm-hmm. and just knock it down because we don't have kids yeah and, and you got kids and i can imagine having kids is a lot more a lot more involving yourself in versus just having your spouse that's good that's right alongside you working yeah you know and
0: it's i mean that's that's the thing too is like you can be like that and i Mm -hmm. find myself i think you know sometimes am i am i doing a good job because i'm not doing stuff like that is like i'm am i am i involved enough am i helping out enough and it you know it causes problems but at the same time it's like i just want to take a step back and relax you know i've worked 40 hours in the week and now I was like, I hey, I probably should take some time and be like, okay, I need to, you know, do this and this. I'm not saying it's a yeah. good thing that I don't make a list of stuff that I can yeah. of get done. Like maybe I should, but yeah. I think, you know, over the years I've taken that time and, and, and I feel a little bit more content with, with just, you know, spending time with my family and, mm-hmm. and it doesn't always work out. Right. And
1: it is what it is. Yeah. But yeah. But well, I think we've come towards uh towards the end. I think we have. Um, be sure to go on our Facebook page. We start our Facebook page, it's just called the Talk of the Town. Mm-hmm. Um I friended some of my families and, and friends on there. Uh hopefully I'll be able to share this on that social media platform. Yeah. Um yeah, if you wanna Shout out or whatever. I don't know if we're gonna do shout outs all the time, but I mean, if, I mean, if you want to share it and stuff, we'll definitely be sure. Acknowledge. to thank you. Acknowledge yeah. you. Yeah. And on um, that,
0: we also have an Instagram that I set up. It's same thing. Just talk of the town. Um, we got, I got twenty people on there. It might be all of yeah. our twenty listeners, but you know, that's you got to start somewhere, right? Yeah, and you got to start somewhere, and yeah, check us um, out over there. We're available. On, I think we've done it all. I've got it set up to. Apple, Anchor has their own. You can listen to it on the Anchor app if you have it. Um, Anchor, Apple, Google, and Spotify. Yeah. So and, and it automatically uh, upload it on there. So
1: it's the same picture on Apple that is on our Facebook page. Yep. And stuff. Um, so it's really easy to find. But yeah, if you uh, if you like it, and it, I mean it really helps us out whenever you share it and stuff. And it doesn't necessarily mean someone's got to listen to the whole thing. Yeah. I know we talk a lot, and it's already almost been a whole hour, so but that's fine. i have got a lot to say. So, But, yeah, uh, tune in next week. I'm not sure what verse we're going to do. Yeah, we'll uh, figure something we'll, out. We'll figure something out. We always do. Um, or we might already know. We just don't want to spoil it for you. So, Man. I don't know. All right. But, well, uh, as always, I'm Jonathan White. Yeah, Howard Asbury. And uh, I hope you guys have a good week. Yeah. And uh, we'll this see you. This is Talk of the Town. Yeah, Talk of the Town. We'll see you next week.